welcome on my next guest. We've got two-time Super Bowl champion defensive back from the New York football giants, Mr. Mark Collins. Mark, how's everything going for you today? Mark, I'm good, buddy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you taking the time. So we're a day away from Thursday night football, a couple days yeah. away from everybody playing. What are your expectations for the Giants this year? Well, I, you know, of course, uh, the Giants are still rebuilding. They're in their second year rebuilding. And uh, I, I kind of think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I haven't been on very many losing teams, but I, I can assume, but being in a position where uh, people take you for granted, and they look over you. You can sneak up on a lot of people. Uh, they have, a, they have a, you know, a great little nucleus of players there. You know, uh, Daniel Jones and, and Saquon Barkley. They got a good nucleus of players that to sneak up on some people and at least get eight, maybe nine wins this year. How about that secondary? I, I like the Ryan signing. I like that. Uh, Baker, um, you know, that, that's, that, was a, that was crazy. That was a mess. I mean, that, well, anyway. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, I saw your signing bonus. What the hell are you doing this for? Dude, the, the trick part about that, yeah, exactly. You have. Your first well, you know, I, I'm not, I'm going to blame that kid for him being him. I know. And I don't know him, but I'll say this. The Giants organization has got to, knew, had known something that he had a past like that. You know, I never heard, I never heard you, anything about it before that. Yeah, nothing. Well, I mean, but when when going through the procedure myself when I got drafted, they do a whole background check on you. They they check your you know nowadays they check your social media, they talk to the people you hang out with, everything like that. So they had to know something that this guy had a that kind of mentality in him. Well, that kind of firearms in his house, man. What? I saw that, and I'm like, oh, at least the, the Washington traded Dunbar because our secondary needs some work, and that would not help at all. But no, I think no. he's good. I, the whole story was bizarre, and then they were like, they were like, oh, no, it's not true. And then they were yeah. like, I, I don't know all the legal stuff. They were like, oh, it's not true. And they were like, oh, it was a setup. And they were like, oh, do we try to pay him off? No. Like, this whole thing is bad. It's bad. Yeah. And they just cut him. So it's wild. It's crazy. And sometimes, sometimes you got to do that. You're going to cut your losses instead of, you know, oh, well, bye. Move yeah. on to the next person. That's crazy. I just I feel bad for that kid. I, I wish they would have invited somebody to talk to the team or talk to the, the rookie class. Somebody. And I do a lot with Kansas City. But sometimes you gotta you gotta some of these guys just need some kind of guidance yeah. from guys who've everybody, been there. Everybody does. Yeah. But they choose not to do it. But anyway. So they, they never we'll see what happens. They never asked you to talk to never asked you to talk to them. They ever got any old Giants DBs to talk to the young guys or no? No. Maybe I, now, maybe now they'll start. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You think a lot of go No, but yeah. I mean. So I don't, I, know if you guys heard, I don't know if you guys heard what happened in June, but we're going to start doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, everybody's different. I, yeah. The Chiefs invited me to speak to their rookie draft class okay. a few times. So, and Mahomes was my first year doing it. And, you know, so it just tells stories about, you know, respect to the game, the do's and don'ts off the field, uh, you know, what this game is. It is a business. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. So I want, I want to ask you a little bit about your early career. So I know you went to Cal State Fullerton. How did, is you, are, you, are you from that area? How did you end up there? Yeah. Well, I was born in St. Louis, raised, raised in San Bernardino, California, Southern California. Uh, never was a big football guy. I hated football, more baseball. And uh, started playing football my sophomore year in high school and liked it and did pretty well and got a scholarship to Cal State Fullerton because 
Our our football team in Pacific High School, my high school. Uh, I thought that was Southern a Pirates hat. I thought it was a Pirates hat for a second. No, Pittsburgh Pirates. No. Yeah, <laughs> we are the Pacific Pirates. But oh wow, yeah. But uh, and our school wasn't that great in all sports. And sometimes schools, big colleges, will overlook your program and players because of a school record. Well, we were good, but not that great. And uh, a lot of the bigger schools just kind of shunned away from me. And uh, Cal State Fullerton, Nevada, Las Vegas, Utah State, Northern Arizona. Uh, who's another school? Cal Berkeley came late. And uh, I think that was it. And you missed so out on Utah State? State? Man, those, those weekends there must have been wild at Utah State. <laughs> Man, well, look. No, I saw the other day. It said, it said when, the other day when BYU was playing, were they playing Army or Navy? I'm like, I wonder which, more, which school is more fun to go to. Hmm. So this is at least for out, non-academics. Yeah. I, I would take Army. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no alcohol and there's no caffeine allowed at BYU. Jim McMahon. He, he found a way to get after there. the fact. There's no after way. The fact. You think so? <laughs> no way. No, he. Well, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure when he went home, I'm pretty sure he, yeah. and he jumped he, in a little bit. Jimmer had something in his fridge. There's no way he lasted. <laughs> I'm telling you, no. And uh, it, 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 there's no way. It's wild. It's crazy. So, was, was the NFL on your radar at all? Or were you just focused on college ball? I was, I was just focused on just graduating, you know, getting to school and having some fun times. And then, uh, I started my first year at Cal State Fullerton. I went in as a running back. I got recruited as a running right. back at first. Yeah. So I've been in the running back's room. And then uh, a head coach comes and said, we got we need some DBs. So we had 18 guys in the running back room. And I think uh, eight were on scholarship. So I looked around. I raised my hand. I went from offense to defense and went to the defensive meeting room and Started my freshman year at corner and then got better and better and better. And then uh, by my senior year, well, my sophomore year, started getting some talks, hearing stuff. <clears throat> Come my junior year, um, had a good, another good year. Started hearing more talks in the NFL about probabilities. By the time I was a senior, well, I was, I was in the top three corners in the country. So the rest is history. But it's never been a, a goal of mine to play in the NFL. What, what, yeah. you, what, what was your plan if the NFL wasn't going to happen? What, what do you study? Well, I, I was going to be a, a – I got my degree in communications, radio, television. I'm going to be on TV somehow. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe, maybe be an actor or something like that. I'm a, I got that – I think I got, I got that personality, I think. But I want to do something. I, I, I changed my major twice. Oh, really? So, yeah, I, I, I was going to be an accountant. That's, that's, so, that's not as fun as playing in the NFL. Not, not just that, but and a lot of numbers. There's a lot of math. That's a lot of, yeah. No, it, it, like, April sucks. No, but no. I know, not good. So, switch to communication. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with the emphasis on radio and television. Cool. And uh, that was it. So, I stayed there. That's awesome. And then, so, what was your draft process like? So, you said you knew you were, you knew you were top three corner in the country. Where were they saying you were, look, you were projected to go and who was looking at you? Well, uh, 86, that was the 86 draft. I was projected to go to Chicago or uh, Tampa and in the first round. And that was, um, that was it. The Giants never popped up on the radar. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know how that happened. Funny story. You got to hear the story, Zach. So I'm, uh, I'm, at, the, I'm at the East-West Shrine game. So the, 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 the All-Star games is where, you know, the scouting really happens, the interview process with the coaches and stuff. 
So I'm down there talking to all these coaches. So I get back to Cal State Fullerton going to my final semester of uh, school. This coach from one of the scouts from Tampa comes to Cal State Fullerton and goes to our coach's office. This is the story that was told to me by one of our coaches. Uh, name is John Mikulish. So one of the scouts comes to Fullerton and asks John Mikulish for video of Mark Collins and me. Guy, goes, guy walks in, hey, I want video of Mark Collins. So John goes, just a minute, I'm on the phone, I'm doing something for our head coach. So I guess five minutes pass by, the guy asks again, hey, I want video of Mark Collins. So John is pissed, he goes, bleep, 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 I'll get you the bleeping film. So the guy from Tampa leaves. So John, Coach Mikulich, finds me on campus. He goes, Mark, I think it's cost you the first run. I said, Coach, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, oh, this guy, this guy is talking about, you know, he's going to film a video, and I'm doing stuff for Coach Murphy. I hit the coach, and I couldn't get off the phone. I was waiting. So he leaves. I said, oh, Coach, don't worry about it. Well, fast forward. We go, uh, my school gets me a, a hotel suite, and we invite, all, invite my family and all my, my teammates and the coaching staff come down. Tampa Bay picks first. They picked the first pick and the last pick of the first round. The first pick that took Bo Jackson. The last pick that took a corner named Rodwick, Rod Jones out of SMU. He was a top corner as well. So everybody's like, oh man, you missed the first round. Oh, and Coach Mickelis felt bad. Said, oh, no, no big deal. Well, second round comes, Giants take me 44th overall. Fast forward even there, I go to New York, start my, my, my rookie year, we win the Super Bowl. I come back to Cal State Fullerton to talk to the, you know, the coaches and the team. I, I said, Coach Mickelis, you did me a favor. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, if you were to give that video to the guy from Tampa, I wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. They would have taken me. <laughs> it's amazing how things work out, you know? <laughs> well, Tampa's won so many Super Bowls since then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, won. It's crazy. And in the 80s, 70s and 80s, Saturday suck. We well, you know they were awful. I like they're the old better. jerseys though. They have to go. They, uh, they gotta bring those back. Creams no, you know what I like? The those 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 uniforms suck. But that that the helmet, the swashbuckler yeah. guy. Yeah. I like that logo. That logo is sweet. This was wild. That's interesting. So did were you invited? To, were they doing the draft in New York at the time, or did you do you want to be with all your teammates, all your buddies? No, I want to be. I, I didn't want to go back to New York. I just want to see on the West Coast and do it with my family and friends and some of my teammates. Oh, cool. Was there was there an adjustment period, adjustment period for you since going being a West Coast guy and then going right into Jersey and New York? Oh no, no, I'm thinking perfectly because uh, I got I got a New York mentality with the West West Coast state of mind. Still, I can adapt easy because I mean, if I'm from like a maybe Des Moines, Iowa, or you know Omaha, Nebraska, maybe, but being in the LA area, going to New York is no big deal to me. Wow. What was your first experience like meeting LT? Oh wow, that was a uh, not just Lawrence, I, since you mentioned him, he was awesome. Um, him, Carl Banks, uh, Harry Carson, Jim Burke, Leonard Marshall, Phil Sims, all, Mark Bavar, all those guys were pretty, those are the guys, you know. So you walk in there as a, as a rookie, you can't, you can't be too wide-eyed. You got to be, hey, I belong here, and uh, act accordingly. And once you start doing stuff like that, once, once they know you can play, oh, they accept you. What, you know, that's how it is. But those guys are great, and we still communicate to this day. That's I talk awesome. to all the guys. What, what about Belichick? Was he kind of like intimidating at all? Or? No, Bill didn't say much. Bill was, Bill was uh, low-key, same as, same as he is now. Uh, but you knew 
he knew what he was talking about. A fantastic coordinator. I, I tell you, in my 13 years of all my defensive coordinators I've had, he's number one. And I would say close number two was uh, Fritz Sherman. Fritz, those guys, these dudes knew defenses in and out. They, they were good. And, of course, I throw Gunther Cunningham in there as well. Those guys know defense. So I have a question. So winning the Super Bowl your rookie year, did you, like, did that kind of, like, set your expectation for every year? Like, all right, we got to get back here every year or it's not good enough for me. Well, yeah, what, what it does, it kind of, it kind of, it dampers your, 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 your senses a little bit because you, you expect it to happen all the time. Oh, this is easy. The first, the first time out the gate, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden. I'm win 13 of these. We're good. Yeah, you would think, yeah. <laughs> and then what, what you don't factor in is, you know, that, a, a, the drought. There's, a, there's always going to be a little drought. It may be a year or two. We had three, I think, because we won it back in, in 90. So we had a, a three-year, four-year drought. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of – and my first time going to the Super Bowl, I took it for granted. Sounds kind of weird. But I took it for granted because, well, my first year, I got drafted second round. I'm in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is played in my backyard in Pasadena. My family and friends are there. Oh, this is great. So we win. And then after we won the Super Bowl, I didn't get back on the, t- uh, the uh, plane to go back to New Jersey, New York. I stayed in California. I, st- I just, nah, no big deal. I'll stay here. The second time we went, oh, I, I, I really, I savored the flavor the second time. It was great. And then, so, so that second time you went there, I saw that when Norwood was kicking, you weren't looking. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't looking. Yeah, that was a, I planned, I did that the week before in San Francisco when uh, Matt Barnes kicked out winning field. I, I just turned my back. So I, I didn't want to see it. And Matt made it. So I said, oh, it worked that time. I'm going to do it again. It worked again. So I did the same thing against Buffalo. I can't imagine. I always say, like, would you rather have your team lose four in a row or never get there? And I don't know the answer because I can't I know. imagine it. I can't no, imagine. but Zach, but check it out. And I, I, I talked to Andre Reid, uh, Jim Kelly, and those guys. I, I tell you, the, those guys to go four times in a row, yeah, is is, is a hell of a feat. It, it really is. Yeah. Whether they won or lost, I, I guess is irrelevant. But I'm saying I can say it because I won. I guess, but yeah. man, to go four times in a row, I don't think that'll be done again. I, I, I don't see it. Not in today's no. NFL. I don't see it. Well, well, so that so that second the second trip to the Super Bowl, did you feel like uh, there was not many jitters for you? Like, oh, okay, I've already done this. I know exactly what to do. This, it was a close it was a close game, but did, I, I saw you locked up Andre Reid pretty well. Did you did you feel a little bit more confidence the second time around, knowing there's not as many jitters? Well, when you when you're playing in a big game like that, I, I mean, even the first game we played, the first Super Bowl, I was I was confident in my, my in the play of myself and I was confident in my teammates. The second time around, same, we were confident in each other and the coaching staff. When you go a second time, the thing you, the thing you really get a grasp on is the outside movement of outside the game. Everybody wants a piece of you. You gotta do all this, all this stuff. Once you get a grasp of that, the game itself, it sounds, it sounds weird, but it's just the game. It's just the moving parts around you that a lot of players kind of get caught up in. And our second time, we didn't, we didn't get caught up on that stuff. Even the first time, we didn't get caught up in it. The second time was much easier. Now, the second time, we had the Gulf War going on. So that was some other stuff going on, the military stuff going on as well. So we had to be careful. But once we got uh, – we navigated our way through that, the outside movements, the game was just a game.
Either of them have been to a halftime show? You guys watch the halftime show or? No, no, we no. No, no we. If you had J Lo. J Lo is doing it. You'd be out there. Come on, man. No, no, listen. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. No, listen. It, it, it's about rings. The other stuff, you can get a lot. You can get a lot of free stuff. Yeah. And other stuff with Super Bowl wins. What, with Super Bowl losses. You get nothing. What's the what's the wildest thing you've been offered? Like, the, what's the, 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 the wildest thing you've been offered after winning it? Like, something, something you're like. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's wild, but um, I don't know. Unlimited use of a rental car or unlimited. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I think you're gonna say, I think you say unlimited breadsticks. I don't know why I was thinking about that. I'd be like, oh, I think they just made that special for everybody. See, you're young. You're young. That's what. You... <laughs> That's wild. That's not yeah, bad. Like that. cars, that's not bad. So, so, you see, the first time you said you're you're partying up in um, California, when you got back to New York, what was that like? Just being like just on top of it, like with everybody. Was that just? Oh, it's great because you know, even now, go back to New York, I can still get free beer. You know, I can still get free drinks. The... That's no, not hey, <laughs> because winning championships is now. I know being in other cities, but if you win in New York, they'll never forget you. Never forget you, especially that, that 1986 team was our Giants' first Super Bowl and first championship in 30 years. And people always remember that. So I, I go back to Jersey, New York, at least two times a year, see some old friends, some old fans and stuff. And uh, we go to a bar and, hey, it's Mark, hey, give him a beer. And there's no, another beer is coming. But it's kind of cool. That's awesome. Uh, it's, it's real nice. Who was who the toughest, uh, toughest receiver for you to cover your entire career? Oh, I, I would say they're all tough, to be honest with you. But the one that kind of gave me the, the most fits was really two. Well, I'll give you three. And they're, they're, they're all the same body, same body type. Art Monk, uh, Sterling Sharp, and Sean Taylor. Because they're, they're big physical guys, and I'm a physical corner. Uh, I won my share, lost my share. We had, but it was always great competition. But those guys were always tough to cover. You just knew they're going to get theirs. I'm going to get mine. And, you know, I mean, I mean, three strong receivers. <laughs> and then, so I asked, this, I asked this to everybody I interviewed who played in the NFC East, which is the most annoying NFC East opposing fan base? Because I've gotten the same answer for every single one. Oh, I know. You, you know that. You already know the answer. It's Philadelphia. <laughs> It's Philly. It's Philly. It's, what, no. What's the wildest thing somebody like either said to you or around you when you were in Philly or during a game or anything? Any, anything out of the out of the blue or? No, never, never. Well, I, this is a funny story. So I'm retired. I think I retired five years. I, I was at the league and I flew on the East Coast to do something down in South Carolina, and had a had a connecting flight to Philadelphia back to Kansas City. Get on the plane, walking through the, the airport. I hear this some some guy from Philly, Collins, you suck. <laughs> I'm going, dude. I've been in league for like five years, and somebody says that. And I was a typical Philadelphia. That means I that means I done something good, but that was that was funny. But uh, no, the, the Philly, we got golf balls thrown at us. Uh, On the field, way up, yeah, way up at the vet. Yeah, this is, oh, they get, this I heard they had a jail there. Yeah, they, they, it was a holding tank, whatever they call it. They should put one in the link, too. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, they got, 
they got some they got some tough fans. Yeah, I, I, I like interacting with, with fans. This is five years. Now, this, I don't, this is five years after you retired, not five years since you were in the Giants. This is. This I was is, way out of the league. <laughs> I'm gone. Twenty. Yeah, this is my twenty first year being retired. You just got to hope it's not. You got to hope it's not the pilot because you might need another connecting flight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, it was kind of funny, but uh, but I, I, I uh. I'll banner back and forth with all kinds of fans, but, but the banner is always cool. It's always above the board, no cursing, no like stuff. So when Philly won the Super Bowl, I got on the Philly fan page and said, hey, congratulations, it's about time. <laughs> Welcome to the club. That was kind of fun. Uh, well, who is it? I think it was, um, what's this, what the, what's this, I'm drawing a blank. Drew Pearson, when he was doing the draft a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I saw in that. Philly, he goes, I want to thank you, Philly fans, for making my career, and they went nuts. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was fun. I love that. Was fun. I love it. That's wild. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I saw cool. you. I saw you were one of the most physical corners in the league when you play. Who do you think is the most physical corner in the league today? I, you know what? That's, that's a great question. Uh, the physicality part is it's not it's not really looked upon to to do. I mean. No, Jalen Ramsey, he can be physical when he wants. He's had a pretty good day today. I saw that he had a – Yeah, he got a good contract, yeah. Good day today, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I still like Richard Sherman. I know he, he lost a step, but when you lose a step, you get smarter up here, and you know exactly when to jam people and when to play the percentages, I always say, once you read, a, the, read the routes and read a, uh, the offense, offensive formation. But there's, there's not too many physical corners in the league. That's not really, you know – they don't do it. And I, I don't know why. I don't know. Well, I do know why. Because the colleges don't teach it. There's no one teaching proper technique. Uh, bump and run. I still teach my sons the bump and run coverage. You're going to need that, that, tool, that in your tool belt to be successful. You can't play press bail all the time. You can't play cover two all the time. You need a good mixture of how to be a complete corner, knowing how to tackle, knowing to be physical at the line of scrimmage, that kind of stuff. No, no, no one went to fight a receiver while they're getting in and out of their routes, that kind of stuff. So, but that's your question. I don't, I don't see too many physical corners out there because it's just not the deal to do. Do you think it's harder to play corner today because there's so many like restrictions of what you can do that you can't do anything or they're going to get through a flag? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's harder. I, I think it's, it, it's, 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 the, the game, it's, it's football. And then you adjust to it, to the rule changes. You just play. Um, but with the rule changes, the, the, the players and corners got to know the game even more. It's, it's no more back in the day when the Raiders and Daryl Greens and uh, Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes, when they go, my man, my man, that's my man. Once you got your man, the man covers, that's your guy. You don't have to worry about anything else, right? When I played, I kind of did that a little bit, but I, I, I wanted to know where my help was. I wanted to read the offensive formation to know, okay, in this formation, they have a tendency, this guy has a tendency of doing this, whatever. So I expanded my knowledge of knowing what's coming my way. They gave me a better chance to win. Uh, so the players now should be doing that. I hope they're doing that. That's, that's, that gives you a good indication of what's coming, what's coming your way, how to anticipate a play, and basically make the play. Yes. Uh, so my other, another question, I don't know if you're interested, but – you, you could start on the Washington football team tomorrow if you were interested. <laughs> no, no. I Listen, I, I wish. Now, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm 56. If I were You can play nickel. 40, play, I can see that. I, 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 told, I told Andy Reid. I told Andy. 
I can give you 17 good plays. It's going to cost you 15 million. But I, if I were 40, if I were 40, I'm in great shape still. I can, I can give, I can give about maybe 10 plays a game. That's wild. <laughs> how did you, how did you end up in Kansas City? Well, I, uh, when I retired, I had a radio show in the Los Angeles area from 99 to 2003. <clears throat> and then a position opened up here in Kansas City, a new radio station, talk show, sports talk radio. Came out here and did that for a while. Was, that, well, that brought me back from LA to Kansas City. That brought me in. That's how I got here. That's awesome. Did you I just stay here? Did you go to the game in Miami this year, or did you just watch them? No, no. I, I stopped going to Super Bowls. Um, if I'm not playing or I can't make any money, I'm not going. <laughs> so, Even if the so, Giants are playing, you won't go. Well, if the Giants, I, I, I can make some money. All right, yeah, all right, so hey, I, I can okay. do it. But I, I, the last time the Giants, well, when they lost to Baltimore, I think that was, was that 2000? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 2000. I got offered to go to Tampa to go to that, the Giants game, but the money wasn't right. So I did something in Vegas and made five times more by going, being in Vegas. So anyway, but when I did this, this year's Super Bowl, I didn't go to, to Miami. I, w I had a Super Bowl party in Las Vegas, invited some good friends, and we had a nice room uh, at the uh, Sahara Hotel. They hooked me up with a nice suite and food and everything. It was great. Is that, that's probably before all Corona and everything. Is that? Oh yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Was the parade? Did you go to the parade when the Chiefs? When they had oh it? yeah. That, yeah. Like, we, were, were people uh, hesitant then, or what was it? Were people kind of? It was before everything kind of happened, wasn't it? Like well, yeah, it was way before that because we didn't know that the the virus was yeah was uh spreading it. So uh, yeah, I was on the bus and uh, I videotaped everything. Oh cool. It was fun. It was pretty cool. I'm a Chiefs ambassador, so we're, we're part of the awesome. we're part of the organization. Yeah. So we got to partake in that stuff as well. You got a prediction for for uh, tomorrow night against? Uh... I, I think I, I think the Chiefs will win. I, it's going to be, you know, you got you got two teams here who who are not. Well, I think the Texans have more bigger changes than the Chiefs, yeah. but predominantly they're pretty much the same. They got the, the core people back. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is no longer with the Texans, so that's going to be a – Well, they got David Johnson, even though they could have gotten Leonard Fournette for nothing, so that makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> Well, who's the general manager again? Uh, uh, the thing is, the general manager can't fire the coach, but the coach can't fire the general manager. He's going to be there forever. So it, it, <laughs> it, Until it, the owner says something. Yeah, he might be the owner too. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. It, it's wild. No, I wish I, I wish I would have talked to you before the Super Bowl because I did one prop bet for the Super Bowl – of course, I bet on uh, Tyron Matthew to pick off um, Jimmy G. Of course, it was just the two former receivers from Washington that did it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Breland and Fuller. I'm like, no, 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 man. Honey Badger's got this. That's wild. That's, are, are you are – you, do you – this season is just different. Do you, what do you think mm. some of these rookies that, like, they really only had a, these past few weeks of, like, real practice. Not even real practice because they're not getting a chance to play the preseason. What do you, do you what do you think is going through their heads right now as we approach the regular season? Oh, they're they're going to be drinking from the fire hydrant. I mean, it, it's going to be full out water. I mean, and and it's uh it's unfortunate that it happened had to happen, but it's, that's the way it is. And they'll learn on the, they'll learn they'll be fine. And that's why you know doing this whole pandemic thing, the teams that got their core guys together, they have a tremendous advantage. Because of familiarity, they know each other and all this other stuff. They know how things go. 
and they don't need rookies to step in and play right now, even though the Chiefs will have one at running back. But that one at running back will will be up to par yeah, he'll be to, okay. to do well. He'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel bad for the guys, the first-year guys. Well, no luxury of a preseason or offseason or OTAs, none of that stuff. So it's tough, but they got to adapt to it. You know, that's the way it is. Do you, do you have any bold predictions for the season? I'm not. I'm not a big prognosticator, but uh, I just say the team with the most pieces in intact, and, and until you know, someone can knock the Chiefs off, yeah. especially in the AFC, yeah. they're going to be the AFC favorite. And I know everyone's talking about a Baltimore. They're talking about Cam Newton up in New England. Uh, you're talking about who else? Who's in the mix? Houston. But until you knock these guys off, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any team in the, in the AFC period who made strides to catch the Chiefs. So yeah. I like them. In the NFC, you know, it, it could, uh, San Francisco is still a favorite. You think so? Uh, got to watch. Yeah. Leave it over the Saints in Tampa? Don't listen. Everybody's talking about Tampa. Like I'm, I'm not you, as high on Tampa as everybody. I, I think yeah. they're, play, they're a playoff team, but I from there, I think it's anybody. It's up. I don't. I don't see. I don't see Tampa beating beating the Saints. Beating the Saints. Not beat the Saints twice. Don't forget. Then you got Carolina. You got Bridgewater in Carolina. I don't know. Their def- defense, Carolina. We'll see. They got a good D line, but they lost all the all their corners are gone. Is Kirk Coleman still there? Kirk Coleman's going to be there until 2035. This, this man's <laughs> No, nah. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. everybody, everybody wants, wants to know. Oh, these guys, Tampa's in the Super Bowl. You know, they're not better than they're not better than the Saints. They're not better than San Francisco. They're not better than Seattle. That's true. And watch out for Dallas. Of course, Dallas got a good team. Well, Dallas has to play. So, plus, they've got to play plus 500 teams this year, so that's going to be a challenge. So, so well, see how they do with that? <laughs> now, that's wild. That's interesting. Who, 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 who do you think is this year's Titans team? That's that's what everybody everybody. Hmm. I've, I've been hearing a lot of people are very high in Detroit. And that's a team that I'm like, you don't really, nobody's really ever high on Detroit. No, I don't know. Detroit? No. I, the, the, Minnesota's going to be good. Detroit doesn't excite me. I, I mean, it's even as far as the next Titans team, well, those guys came out of nowhere. They had a, had a great season and, and they got better with Clowney there. And they had a great mixture that run pass. That was a great combination. But, you know, I don't see, I don't see anybody, I don't see another team like that. Maybe, maybe the Rams, and that's really because yeah, because that they still got a good nucleus of players out there too. All right, so I got one last question for you. Who do you think is going to be this year's breakout corner? I don't see it. I don't see anybody. Really? No. There, there, there is. There's. When you talk about breakout corner, I mean, you don't really talk about a corner unless they're getting beat. The guys you don't talk about, you know, you talk about are getting beat. But there's some guys you just – like for instance, last year's Chiefs corners, yeah. you didn't hear a squat from them, right? Never too high, never too low, but they did their job. Yeah. Those are the guys I like. I like guys like that. Just do your job. You don't worry about, you know, being a shutdown corner or this, this, whatever. Just do your job. And guys like that, corners like that, those guys tend to win championships for you. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you about your company. So I know you've got your own company. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing now? Yeah, what we, my company's called 2-5 Sports. And what we do is we give student athletes 
the platform to gain exposure for sports scholarships. Oh, cool. We were doing all sports, male and female. We just started uh, eSports on our platform as well. And uh, we work with a lot of school districts around the country. So far, we got 11 so far school districts. And um, it's a great thing because, you know, I call my company the Southwest Airlines of, of traveling. We don't rate a player or we don't grade them. We just give them the platform from the starting quarterback to the football team to the backup catcher on the women's softball team. We give them the opportunity to just get, gain exposure. And it's pretty cool because, you know, I was that, that person who didn't get a lot of exposure. And because my teams in high school weren't that good, well, sometimes you need a little help. And I think I turned out okay. But so I'm there, thinking I, I can help some other people. Are there any of the guys that you guys have helped out? Are there any guys you guys are trying to put on the map that people should keep an eye on? Have you been an eye out for it? The guys are like, oh, this No, we, 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 don't, we don't really track them like that. Uh, okay. we, just, we just give them a platform and, and help them out. And what awesome. we, with all the data we get with those athletes uh, get a, a scholarship or offer, we give that data to uh, the athletic director or the superintendent of the schools oh, cool. so they can track it and say, hey, this program works because – with all the looks these, these people got and they were going to school. So that's what we do. We don't, after that, we don't really track anybody. Do you think it's going to be weird this year, especially with a lot of school districts not playing football, especially with the pandemic? Do you think it's going to be? It's, a, it's an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, it's an adjustment. Some, a lot of the, like my, my brother's a high school coach in California. They're starting their football season in December. Um, you know, it's adjustment. We all got to make the adjustment. And I, I just tend to, you know, have these kids stay healthy more than anything else. And my son's at the University of South Dakota, and I got another son at Coffeeville uh, Community College, and they're playing their season in the spring. So as long as they're healthy, it's, it's an adjustment. I just want these guys to be healthy, my son's to be healthy as well. Yeah, because I just feel for these kids, like especially these seniors that really need that <clears> to get that to get that big offer, and it might not come. So I'm hoping I'm hoping a couple of years you can start seeing a lot of guys that are like, oh, what, <clears> all these JUCO guys are killing it. Why didn't you? Wh where'd you play your senior year? They'd be like, oh, I didn't. Yeah, well, that, that's that's how it is. Don't forget now, you don't have to go to a big powerhouse part of five conference to get to get an opportunity. You know, just just go to school. Use use your use sports as a vehicle to your education, and just go. Just go do what you got to do. And worry about the, the pro stuff later on. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's okay. You got that degree to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun, man. So I just wanted to thank you again for taking time. And how can people find you on social media if they're trying to keep up with you? Oh gosh, uh, on Twitter. It's at 25sports, at the number two, F-I-V, sports. Uh, on Instagram, same thing, at 25sports, the number, the number two, five scrolled out. And on Facebook, I think I'm maxed out, but it's Mark Collins. <laughs> and then uh, that's all I do. All right, cool. And I always, I always talk to people, so I'll give people hey. time of day. Awesome, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I just want to thank you again. Glad everybody's doing well. Can't wait for football to start back up. I was watching Korean baseball in, like, March. Oh, I saw that, that was a dark – you were watching that, too? Yeah. It was a dark time because you can't buy any of the stuff because they don't ship it overseas. <laughs> I don't know who's playing. It's 1 o'clock. I know. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is – this is rough. And I, I we are like, a sports-driven country. I know. I was rooting for the Wyverns. I don't know what a Wyvern is. But you know, <laughs> Isn't that a bird or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. They had that. They had the dinos. I don't know who was playing. I, it, was, it, was, it was wild. It was, it was a dark time. It messed up. My whole sleep schedule is messed up because I'm like in yeah. Korean. I'm in like Seoul time right now. But this is – I was watching reruns of golf on Golf Channel. Come on. No, it's, it's wild. No, I'm, the, the last dance got us through. And then from there, it was just like there's nothing. 
So yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I miss, I miss, I miss the last dance. Well, Bradford Smith does not let's miss the last dance, but I miss the last dance. Now, BMF, this has been a lot of fun. Just want to thank you again for taking time. Cheers, Zach. I've got no